Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Pod. I'm Andy Ryan, Big Jim and Goody are with me as usual. We'll be looking at how England, Wales and Ireland fared as they got their World Cup warm-up games underway, as well as the big comeback for Scotland against France in their World Cup squad announcement. We'll also be analysing the 33-man England squad that Steve Borthwick has picked for the tournament and speaking to Will Stewart in camp. So settle back, enjoy and make sure you're subscribed on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. We're good. We're just tensing at the minute. Me me and Goody yeah, in the studio. You, he's got biceps. I've been working out, man! Loving it. You like your arms. Would you say your arms are like your biggest asset? My No, no my new hairline. <laughs> your best asset. My best asset. No, my new hair. No, I've got a different best asset. What would you say is your number one? Visible. Like, as in just visibly, aesthetically. My like, new, my new hair. Like. How could my new hair? What do you mean your new hair? Well, it's about five years old now, but... Yeah, that I mean, that has blown that, many people's minds. That has. But yeah. now, guns. Is it the gun? I can tell. Look, he was tensing Look his, at that! It's he bruised. Was See the arms. bruise on it? Because I've just been working out so much. You actually have got decent... I mean, they're all... I, I can't really say. My arms are You've shocking. You've actually come in here in your gym gear. No, I haven't. He's coming a, in shorts. This is a knitted polo and some, uh, some chino tapered... Skinny fit shorts, man. Goody's only got one set. Now. He's only got one set of gym gear. It's that horrible blue Adidas t-shirt. I've got black ones as well. Which must be stinking. No, mate. It's you only best. ever wear the blue one. I've never seen anything else, but... Have a look at every video on uh, oh, Instagram. There's black, there's black black t-shirts, black vests. Anyway, uh, talking about body, I'll never forget Ed Jackson. Great bloke, yeah? Mm. I'm going to rewind the clock back to our Wasps days. 2014, it would have been. Uh, and we were chatting, we were all going to Vegas in the summer, off-season. We're in the off-season now, kind of. And we're going to Vegas for uh, Benny Jacobs' stag do. And we were chatting about it before, and there's like some of the boys ripped up to the hills. And Jacko, brilliant bloke, used to be an absolute animal, still is an animal, said to me, he said, Goody, do you know what would be perfect for you? He said, if you just, when you're in the water, just keep it the water just below the nipples because your chest and your shoulders and your arms are pretty good. The rest of you, <laughs> so I, I always think back to that and he still reminds me of it now. Um, so yeah, arms, my best asset, visible asset now is pipes, guns. 
you can see him. <laughs> anyway, how are we? Good. Well, on that, I am I'm changing my 100, life. 100 press-ups a day. 100 press-ups, 100 sit-ups, and 100 squats. How day. are they going, James? I'm struggling. <laughs> and there are a few comments out there that, you know, you do repetitive exercise. And I do know that because I tried a bit of CrossFit and it just didn't work for me because it's like the burpees and getting up and down the press-ups with the wrist they? and the shoulders. Shocking. But I've been doing it. Yep. I say doing it. The missus came in on Sunday morning. I'm effectively like pumping the floor because I'm doing my press-ups on my knees. <laughs> She's like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I'm doing my 100 press-ups, sit-ups and squats. And she's like, they're not press-ups. They're women's press-ups. She can say that. She can say Beck that. Beck said that. Yep. That's not me saying that. But she's right. She likes a train as well, doesn't she? She loves a train. Yeah. yeah. So like, she, so she owns you. Yeah, she can abuse me. But I can't. So you're on do your knees. You do, you're doing press-ups on your knees. After about 20, 30. So the first day I was all right, I did about 60. In one hit? No, I'd do it in sets of 30, 30, 30, well, that's, 20. No, that's 110. No, three, six, nine. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, do you're 10 more. Teacher. I just do 10 more at the end. You say 100, I just add on 10 more at the end. I'd dominate you at press-ups. You were always going to, all right, man, I've had bloody three shoulder reconstructions. I've had one. And a broken sternum, yeah. and I've, I should have a plate in my clavicle, but I don't. These are the excuses <laughs> I've got to put on weight. Yeah. I'm going the opposite way. So I'm 114, 115, 116 kgs. 114 on a bad day, 116. Where were you? What weight were you? Against India? No, middle of, no, against India. I was 135 kegs against <laughs> India. Oh, yeah. 135 kegs. I'm thinking, where were you sort of late May, weight-wise? Late May? What was late May? Well, when we started the What Bike Challenge? About the same. So what, So I was heavier than you then. I yeah, you were heavier. Yeah. But that was the first time you were honest with that. That's the first yeah. time you've ever been honest and given you publicly, true weight. Publicly. Very true. So I'm trying to get to about 120 kgs. So I am eating and eating and eating and But training. you always eat a lot though. Like, I, because well, you're metabolism. I mean. You're always on the, on the bog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always on the bog. But I remember we used to go for, because we spend a bit of time together doing podcasts and all this stuff. We'd go for like some noodles. Remember, walk to work or whatever it's called. Yeah. And you'd polish one off, and I'd polish one off, and I'm done. He's like, do you want another one? I'm like, no, I've got the meat sweats now and the noodle sweats. But you, like, you can eat like a trooper. I eat a lot of food. But as in, I've stopped eating because I've gone through this, oh, I need to fast in the morning. Gluten-free. Yeah, gluten-free. Yeah. I feel great fasting, but I need to put on weight. People are commenting on me weight. You do it like a bag of bones. Exactly. Such a shift in the dynamic now. It's almost like goodies talking down to you with your with your fitness. I just Have you help seen him? my training I just want to help him. I, I, I'm now a, I'm basically a fully-fledged PT. You're a life coach. Yeah, yeah. I can be a life you coach. Are. You're a health and fitness influencer. Guru. Influ- influenza, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can do it all. Yeah, it's resurrected your TV career. On that as well. I'm a big fan of Sam Warburton. Yeah, good guy, Sam. Yeah. Very good I, guy. Really, I, I, obviously, one of the best in the business, but... Knows his onions. He knows, he knows, and he gives great insight, as in off the cuff, very good on detail. Yeah. Delivery's great, great voice. I do uh, like Sam Warbs. And me and Warbs are having a chat pre-match. Training? Well, it's packed. We, we compared protein bars, actually, to eat during the <laughs> no, game. You I promise you we did. Oh, my oh, word. I promise wow. you we did. Sorry, I used to bring, okay, go on. Yeah, I used to bring a bag of sweets, but I'm like, Sam, you'd be proud of this. I bought me protein. And he goes, so have I. He pulled out a protein bar and a protein cookie, and I was salivating. But anyway... Going back to Sam, so we chatted last year on our podcast. I did a game with Sam down in Exeter, and we were talking about Jack Morgan. And we were sat having some food before the game at BT Sport in the van, as you do. And we talked about Jack Morgan, and Sam Warburton said he'll be Wells' next captain. And then we were chatting about it before the game. I said, 
I said, Sam, do you remember? He's like, mate, I remember that. It was hilarious because you said it on the podcast on Monday. So he's a big listener of the pod. And he goes, just goes to show that I know my innings, doesn't he? He does. So we, uh, That's the thing. Like We are deep-rooted into rugby. Yeah. That's what... And my point is, I'd love to for us to get a shot. Together. That's what exactly what I was going to say. I'd love to do a game with you. Do you not think it's weird? Eight years we've been doing this, and some of it we're taking the piss, but a lot of it we need to go into detail about the game. Like we've mentioned Jack Morgan, we've mentioned Theo Dan, like just to name two that they're good players because we have to know what we're doing right. Yeah, Yet we've out. never, we've never been approached to do one game together, even though we both play for Leicester, both play for Saracens. It's a call out. It ain't happening. I know it's not. <laughs> I know it's not tier two. Alternate comms we'll do then, James. Yeah, we'll do, that. Yeah, we'll do it the fun. alternate way. Or you'll be uh, doing some analysis at the new live show that we've got to announce. It's Get in, in there. London at Arch 33 on the 5th of September to kick off our Rugby World Cup party. Pretty exciting stuff. Myself, Jim, Goody, and Hoggy. Stuart Hogg going to be joining us. Has he confirmed? Yeah, he has confirmed. Well, I never. Yeah. The teeth, the tan, the hair, the lot is coming. The drama. Yeah. It's all happening. Level Rugby will also be there showing off all the new Rugby World Cup kits and giving away some stash and you can get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search for the Rugby Pod. You can also join us this weekend at Twickenham or on the Infinity Cruise during the Rugby World Cup. Just check out our website for all the details. Gosh, there's a lot happening. There is. There's a lot in the pipeline. going on. Which is great. It's the World Cup. Going to be busy, aren't we? Can't wait for it. Can't wait. I'm ready. As in fully loaded. Who wasn't fully loaded? England. No, we weren't. We had our third team out. And we were very, very poor. Should I give my snapshot? Yeah, you go, James. Because I know you'll get deep into the weeds Mm. of abusing Steve Ball. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I got told I need to be more positive. How would you be positive after that? It was. It was event last week, but it's fine. And I thought we would have seen a spike in energy and aggression from England, as in they're all listening to the podcast in the lead up to that, but there wasn't. You're right. A couple of things from the game that I picked up. Wales. Let's start on them. A team I know where Jim says now there's fuck. This is the time where they're not going to deliver. They were very good. Very physical. Great game plan. Defensively, very good. I thought they were hard done by at the scrum. In the first half. In the first half, they yeah. were I, I thought they were poorly done in the scrum and Nick Berry had a tough time dealing with that. A lot of the calls were coming in from the touches. Anyway, this is me being negative. Yeah. Listen to me. I'm just saying Wales were actually better than the scoreline said, in my opinion. The yeah. the gulf between the two teams was fairly worrying if you're an England fan, albeit they did have a, a lot of players missing where yeah. Wales probably weren't far away from being fully loaded. Yeah. There'll be a few players coming in, but Big fan of Sam Costello at 10 for Wales. Great that he's playing now. Well, I remember doing the Leicester Tigers Academy. He was there yeah. with Jack Van Poorfleet, Freddie Stewart, George Martin, and everyone was talking about Sam Costello. Didn't really see him, went to the Scarlets. I know yeah. Sam was talking about him on comms, but apart from a few high balls, it looked like it was a tough day for everyone in the high ball. But he was, yeah. he was good. I thought yeah, Sam Costello very was, was, was very good. I thought both the centres were brilliant. Lewis Reese, you referenced the size Wales. of the squads. Gareth Davis, the size and the conditioning, which you always expect with a Welsh team. Gat said it. Was there. They look, they, not only did they look great on Instagram from what we've seen. <laughs> True. As in on the pitch, and I'll come on to Scotland as well, from a conditioning and visually aesthetic point of view, and they had to do a lot of defending, Wales did. I thought they looked, they looked brilliant. Yeah. And then we can talk about the back row, 
the balance of the back row with Jack Morgan. How good. He was brilliant. And again, we spoke about him, referenced him a few times. Wainwright, Mel Tash. Wainwright was better, yeah. just in my opinion. And look, Wainwright for me, Aaron Wainwright, Gats has mentioned him before and he kind of went off the boil a little bit, both these lads. Well, Pivak wasn't a fan of his. He wasn't a fan of no. Wainwright. So maybe he might be a player that needs that kind of, oh, Love. mate, you're a good player. He's a test match animal. Yeah. I don't think he's a week in, week out player. And there's nothing wrong with that. Every time I've seen him play test match. Animal. Brilliant. He was a standout performer at the weekend. Tash looks amazing. Yeah, Tash is a back in now. Yeah. This is I'm, I'm I'm Might slowly growing mine out. But he was brilliant. David Jenkins, twenty yeah. years old. He's twenty. Yeah. So Chinza in the back row. Loves the... quiet Chinza. He was quiet. Yeah. yeah, which is a good thing. No, because yeah, yeah. He, like, well, he, like, uh, Jack Morgan and Wainwright were out of this world. Uh, brilliant. So, so maybe he wasn't quiet, but they just overshadowed him because of how good they were. Yeah. Uh, the two Ronda boys with the Polish twang. I think it's tw- Polish twang. Yes. It is. Um, again, where are the next props that are coming through? And I mentioned the scrum. I felt but sorry for them. I felt sorry for them as well because they were the wrong calls at scrum time that they, they were getting pinged for. I know Nick Berry balanced it out in the second half, but this is all about Wales. I was very impressed. Yeah. Gats knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. Again, so regardless of where Wales have been you and, said this, yeah. and, and what I think, of, yeah. or when you actually look at that game, and physically how conditioned they look. This isn't me saying they're going to go and win the World Cup. They're going to win it. But they're going to win it. They have a bit of a 2011 feel to them, that squad. Mm. Well, I love the way... Hold on, boys. It's one one warm-up game. But that's what we can base it on. I know, yeah. That's all right. we're looking at. Two things, though, on it. So you mentioned Gats. And two things that Gats said. Firstly, so he's come over after the game with Lee Halfpenny and we're doing some interviews and obviously it was Halfpenny's 100th cap. Massive shout out to him. Um, brought his kids over for the interview as well. Uh, Gats comes over, said hello to him, shake his hand. He's like, what's that fucking clown Hamilton on about? No, he didn't. I promise you. He's like, what's, what's Jim always on about with shit? I'm like, oh, well, you know. At some point, he might be right, Gats. And maybe he was in the Six did he, Nations. Did he say that? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get him on. I, I think we're going to get Gats yeah, on the pod. I, I'm a massive really? fan of yeah, Gats. Yeah, we're going to get Gats on the pod. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Gats. Maybe the next couple of weeks, I'm going to get Gats on. And then the other thing he said, and you mentioned it there, about their fitness. I said off air, I was like, Gats, half time. I thought Wales looked fucked just before half time because England had a lot of possession. And they were going ahead and scrum, getting the scrum penalties. I said, mate, what did you say at half time and do at half time? Because you need a pay rise. Because what came out in the second half, whereas Borthers, the opposite happened. We were shocking in the second half. Uh, and we went backwards. And he goes, mate, how fit are we? We look fitter. We're way fitter than that England team. And that's all he was talking about, fitness. It, that's exactly how it looked. I there. said, Gats, you're talking to the right man about fitness here. <laughs> Gats, do you know when I train, I actually train in black and not blue. Here's my protein bag. <laughs> but with England, it was such an un-England performance. The line-out was off, the handling errors. And this is why Joe Thocken Singh is not in the squad. Under the high ball, yeah. their kicking game, whether or not it was chasing, whether or not it was gathering, was so far off mm. that, yes, there'll be a reaction. Mm-hmm. And we saw with Scotland in their game against Italy in, where they had 13, 14 handling errors and it was just it was just such a shit game. It was the same thing, isn't it? England had, I think, 20 or 21 unforced errors, mm. handling errors, knock-ons, et cetera, et cetera, which is unacceptable at that level. Yeah, but that's a, that's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot. Like, yeah. I think from Scotland, like that was a lot as well. Then you see England at the weekend. But... There was that, the line-out didn't function under Borthwick and everyone could be like, 
the hookers. It wasn't. I was again not that I analyzed it with a fine tooth comb, but it was the drill. Everything mm. was just slow, pedestrian, and the first game. And you know what? I felt and, sorry for Theo Dan because people would just go, oh, New Hooker comes on, it's his fault. Yeah, I know. Well, he dropped the ball and there was a there was a free kick on the first scrum that he came at. It just nothing just seemed yeah. to work for them at all. And you know what? Like the squad's out and we're going to talk about that, but there was one shot for a few players. And you don't want to go too hard on them. I'm not going to go too hard on them because you think of the amount of training and prep they've put in to try and make the World Cup squad. But well, Joe Thokken Singer had one shot. Yeah. And they tried to use him off the wing, like bringing him in short size, and he's just getting banged for fun. Yeah, there was a couple of big carries from him. But yeah, they just collectively, they were very poor, unfortunately. Uh, and that's true. And people have said, like, what, what have they been doing for eight weeks? Because if Gat says they're not fit enough, he didn't say they're not fit enough, but he said we, we completely monstered them on the fitness. So, and then we couldn't catch or pass. Twenty-three turnovers. It is. I'm, I'm reliably twenty-three. Told yeah, nineteen handling errors. Um, but what I will say is that was, and I looked at the team last week when it came out. I was like, quite excited about that team. I looked at the Wales team, and the Wales team, as Jim said before, isn't far off. I don't think their best team. Yeah, there's a lot of players coming. You look at the back line. So Lewis Reece Summit, you know, you could probably swap in Liam Williams for Lee Halfpenny, maybe. Bigger starts at 10. But the outside backs, Lewis Reece Summit, centres, you know, George North. He would look good as well, yeah. which I thought he was past it. Yeah, really Obviously good. Not. Llewellyn. Good on the scrum, too. Yeah, mm. really good. Llewellyn, big boy. Grady, when 12. he came on, was yeah, brilliant. Mason Grady, big lad. There's some monsters coming yeah, out of Wales yeah. now, which is Warren Ball again. Um, and, but England. From that starting team, Genji would probably be in our starting, our best 15. Ludlam played all the Six Nations games, so he played in our he starting played well. and he England's played very well. Uh, and then Freddie Stewart at fullback. The rest of them, without saying second, third choice, but that's where it was. And that's where the selection was, giving players opportunities. Joe Marchant, I personally think his performance, and I talked him up during comms, he was, you say Ludlam was our best player. Him and Joe Marchant and Ludlam were our best two players, I think. And I potentially think that Joe Marchant played himself onto the Eurostar or the plane. However they're getting there, if they might swim the channel, who knows? After that performance, he might make the extra fitness, we're going to get better. <laughs> but, hey, he speaks the truth, Borthers, because he, like, it's part of the information gathering around training and everything that we're doing. But we want to build, so we, we want to get better week on week. Can't get any worse, Borthers. So he's definitely doing his job this week and we're going to be better. And we'll have a lot of our frontliners. You think about the names that weren't in that squad. And yeah, it's doom and gloom because it was really underwhelming, the England performance. There was, you know, there didn't seem to be desire, didn't seem to be like that emotional attachment of this is a fucking test match against Wales. Give everything. It was like a pre-season yeah, game. Did you say it is doom and gloom? No, well, among, you look at social media and amongst the fans, it, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there around the performance because it was poor, very, very poor. Um, but the reality is a lot of second and third choice players, a lot, some of those players, a fair few of them haven't made the, the plane or the Eurostar. Um, and we're going to get better week on week, which we will this week. And then you look at the list of players that were sat in the stand or at home or on the golf course. And you've got Farrell, you've got Jamie George, you've got Itoji, you've got Billy Vunapoli, you've Manu. got Manu Tuolangi, um, Anthony Watson. You know, there's only really three two or three players in that starting team at the weekend that would make our top 15 and credit and it, this is not sort of how bad are England 
credit to Wales. Like, I listened to the pod back last week and Jim was like, Wales are fucked. And I think genuinely, Jim, that they might use your voice and your words as inspiration. So keep bagging Wales because every time you bag them, they prove you wrong. I, I, what do you know? Nothing. Come join, when it comes journey, to Wales come join bit, me. Come join me. I'm glad I'm with you. I, I'll Again, I've said it about Wales and they deliver every single time. Yeah. I always go back to the World Cup in 2019 where they went in on half yeah. a leg and they nearly beat South Africa. So in the semis. nearly beat South Africa in the semi-finals and they didn't and no one thought they had a chance. At World Cups, they love a semi. We've mentioned that before. Warren Gatlin knows what he's doing. But you are right. When you look at the players coming back, just think of what England can look like with Manu Tuolangi, yep. who's fit, coming but, on short lines and getting them over the game line. But the, it's the handling errors was yeah, the big thing. And that's the thing. The handling errors and also the issue of the identity of how we're going to play. Because it looked like we were stuck between a rock and a hard place at the weekend. Sometimes we're playing to the edge. And I watch back, you watch all the games over the weekend. I'm watching Scotland. And you talked the week before how it was an average game against Italy. How exciting was the Scotland-France game? We'll come on to that. Just watching the width that they're putting on. The French young kids, the handling, the width that they're They knew the where game. they were going. Yeah. So you're right, as in both And England Scotland, lost. Exactly. Well, even George Martin, who I'm a massive fan of, he's going around the corner off nine. And he's kind of looking confused in yeah. what side he's going to go. Like defensively, there was a few times the players were kind of getting mixed up. And yeah. So it's it's an identity. And yes, it will improve hugely with a whole bunch of new personnel this weekend who are, without being too harsh, better players. But also, um, both as you've got to you know, find an identity of how we're going to attack. And, and the worrying thing for England, I don't want to go too harsh, but the fundamentals of Steve Borthwick's coaching and how he coaches and sets up a team one line out was poor two scrum set piece poor three defense the the basics of the game and not even worrying about the attack because that comes further down the line um the basics and the hallmarks of a steve borthwick coach team and how the, the fundamentals of how to win an international rugby match we were pretty bad at the weekend but you know i'm an england fan I'm positive about England. We're going to get to a semi at least. And it's bloody exciting, Andrew. Yeah, it is. So these are pre-season games, if you can call them that, but they're test matches. But think about what's around the corner. Like It's exciting, isn't yeah. it? Like we're now getting into it. The momentum's gathering for the World Cup. It's uh I was looking at the exciting. groups. Oh, it is. I was looking at the groups. And I'd, yeah, think about the podcast over the weekend. And when I saw Scotland getting absolutely hosed in that first 21 21-3. I'm like... I've got some great lines for the pod this week. <laughs> Don't worry about whether you're going to beat Safka or Ireland. Just worry about beating Tonga to qualify for the next World Cup. That's what I was going to say. And then egg on my face without Jim saying it. But I'm sat there now going, well, we've got obviously Argentina first and then Japan second. And you obviously hope to qualify. But imagine losing those two. Then you've got Samoa. How good does Samoa look as well? Mm. They're Dustin boys. So, yeah, um, a lot of water to go under the bridge. Very exciting times um, for everyone. Obviously, the squad's been announced now. And Gats and Borthers have done it very differently, haven't they? Gats said he's using these games. He's going to name his squad at the last possible moment. Borthers has gone early. Ironically, they've both been in the job for the same amount of time as head coaches. Um, Borthers has gone early because he wants to get everyone training. You get better week on week. Just talking about that squad that he's named, Goody, Slade is the obvious one for me, just going straight off the bat. Yep. Where did that come from? He's not in the squad. Big surprise for me, big shock. 
Um, and a lot of it is around, I think personally, I was trying to pick a squad last week and I did one for Rugby Pass and I was, was 33 people in the squad, right? And I'm looking at it going numbers-wise. You always have more forwards than backs for obvious reasons. And I'm like, I'm trying to think back to 2019 when we did it and there's only 31 players and it was even harder. So 33 players, I'm like, is he going to go 18, 15 or is he going to go 19, 14, forwards to backs? And then you look at, flexibility of players and you know what positions they can cover and Slady being really honest hasn't been at his very very best he's not played badly but he's not been at his very very best yeah he got 15 minutes was it 15 minutes yeah the week well I don't think it was judged on that I, I think wasn't. that performance or maybe Marchant because of how good Marchant was played hmm. himself onto the plane and because he can cover wing as well Marchant and then you're looking at the, the makeup of the squad Elliot Daly was injured during the Six Nations he can cover centre mainly 13, wing, fullback, goal kicker. And when you look at it, he's gone 19 forwards and 14 backs. Maybe the inclusion of Oli Chesham has meant that he's, because Oli Chesham's come back from a long-term injury, and he, I know Borth is a big fan of Oli Chesham. It sounds mad talking about a second row when you're talking about Henry Slade, but maybe you've had to pick, because you picked Chesham, you picked Ribbons as well, because Chesham hasn't played yet, which means you've got 19 forwards and then 14 backs which means when you look at players' abilities to play another position, you have to take Manu, you have to take Lawrence because of how good they have been for England when they've had the opportunity. And then you're thinking, well, I've got, I need enough back three players. Marchant can cover wing and centre. Daly can cover wing, centre, fullback. Slady, realistically, is just a centre, can cover 10, but he said he's going to take three tens. So you look at it, is it a real surprise? Yes, because of his stature as a player, but when you're looking at how to pick a squad, and it's the headline one, Henry Slade not in, I can see why he's done it. Whether I agree with it or not, I don't know. Um, but, you know, you're trying to fit 14 backs into a 33-man squad. You need to have flexibility of, of where you can play. And Elliot Daly brings his strengths uh, more so than Henry Slade can play in different positions. So, Yeah, and then in the forwards, just think about the narrative around Billy Bonapolo. And how he wasn't in the squad. He was mm. playing unbelievably well. Now he's injured. I don't know if he had a minor surgery. I think he he's did. A, yeah, he did on his knee. And so his training's going to be limited. Yet he's been picked ahead of Tom Willis, who didn't really get a shot. I, I think he's an out-and-out out test starter down the road. And Alex Dombrandt, who Goody felt potentially was touch and go to make the squad. But they've gone... Called with, it after the game, didn't they? But you actually look at the, the team. You mentioned Oli Chesham there. Hasn't played, coming back from injury. Billy Vanapola as well. Courtney. Courtney Laws, who can play across the back row. So clearly there's a mindset with both us and the coaching team that you can train as hard as you want in pre-season. They've got a way in which they want to play. Mm. But it's, uh, yeah, he's been pretty ruthless and cutthroat and probably unapologetic about that. But the Billy Vanapola relationship with him and Steve that wasn't good or was fractured yeah. or whatever... I, I, again, based on rumours, but you think that Borthos has had the emotional intelligence and... He needs the boy, doesn't he? He needs he, him. And Billy played well at the end of the season. To pick him. And, it, and, it's, and we know, have you know, having a, a Billy or a Manu, a real point of difference in any team like that when it comes to getting on the front foot is like Huge. gold dust. And on that, and you talk about front foot, one that surprised me actually, and fair play to Borthos, um, you talk about who made the biggest impact on the Prem last year or one of the biggest impacts in getting over the gain line and metres made, carries, all that stuff. 
Benno. Benno. I think he's come from nowhere, really, over the last few weeks. And we were all saying last year, how is he not starting for England? How is he not starting for England? Look how good he is for Saracens. He's on the bench a couple of times in the Six Nations, then got bombed out. I'm surprised he's in. Not surprised on... I'd have had him in. I did wrote my column that I'd have him in, but I'm surprised that Borthwick's picked him because Borthwick didn't seem to be a fan, but he's obviously trained the house down and he is a tackle breaker, isn't he? which, you know, obviously the way Borthwick plays, a bit of one-out rugby, a bit of gain line, a bit of power. Um, there's not much finesse to it at the minute. Hopefully that comes, but people that can get their nose through contact and get over that gain line, which is everything at international level, isn't it? Hopefully Ben Earl gets a shot as well. And again, his versatility around, he can play six, seven or eight. And that's the thing, you look at it, right, from an England fan's perspective, if you piece together a team. Peace. Right, so you've got Genji or Marla, you've got Jamie George, Jack Walker or Theo, Dan told you, didn't I? Yeah, I know. I'm surprised about Blamire. I'm surprised Maybe Jack playing Walker. himself out the weekend. Yeah, I thought he did. Yeah. Yeah, there was a number. Of, I mean, a few. It's hard. Isn't it? I've been there. I, it's it, the impossible, impossible challenge. You've got Marrow in the second row. George Martin talked him up this year as well. Same as the second row. David Ribbons went off injured at the weekend. Yeah. But you've got Ollie Chesham who can play across the back row, second row. You've got Courtney Laws who can do exactly the same. Marrow can do exactly the same. And then you look at what they've got to choose from in the back row, whether or not you go with a Billy and a Ben Earl and a Jack Willis or a Ludlam who Curry. did really well. And we're not even mentioning Tom Curry. So actually look at the team. Then you look at the back line with the likes of Manu, Marchant, Ollie Lawrence, Freddie Stewart. We're going to win it. Henry Arundel, who Nicola. is just weird. weird, weird. But, so... Look what England have got to come back. So, yes, they weren't great at the weekend, but you actually look at the nuts and the bolts. Like Anthony Watson is one of the best players yeah. when fit on the planet. Yeah. This is why we're going to win it, so Jim. You, you're backing us. You're not. Okay. But you're going to do all right, I think. One that, you know, I wanted to get in. I remember we went back to our bolters last season, didn't we? But a man who made his debut at the weekend, Tom Pearson, who was tearing up trees at the back end of last season, thought we played all right at the weekend put himself about a bit, but then he got absolutely wah, bah, 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 boomed by Jack Morgan and he got um, smoked. Wayne Wright. Yeah, he I did. mean, do you reckon that got him off the plane? I don't think That's so. Actually, to say I, no, I, lo- I love Tom Pearson. Oh, I love Tom Pearson as well. Yeah. I, don't, I think he would have, looking now at the makeup of the back row, he would have been touch and go. Yeah. But I, I, who would you take out of that squad to put Tom Pearson? He's going to have his time, yeah. right? He's, he's going to come good. But Lewis Ludlam, I thought did really well. He's proven Borthers really likes him. So was it between him? Ben Earl, maybe. And maybe I don't know. Like, ben Earl. I mean, it's based on before. So yeah. I don't know. You know if, if, it's about if, the data and I collect all the information around training and that's just one more bit yeah. of information from the weekend. But if Pearson <laughs> would have ran over Jack Morgan, I don't think that that makes a difference. No one's running over the great Jack Morgan, our Jack Morgan, but uh, he'll be back as well. But just think of the players that have missed out for England with him and Willis, just to name two. Yeah, and the other thing on it, this 33-man squad will not be the 33-man no. squad that finishes the World Cup. I don't think. Or look at Scotland. Yeah. We're playing three more warm-up games. There's bound to be a injury in there somewhere. You know, you're playing some O in your group. At some point, someone might get to a Langied. But not because there's not two Alangi in the Samoa, but you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, players like Tom Pearson devastated for him. I still think uh, Zach Mercer should be in there. I was hoping. I tweeted yesterday. Go on, Borsa, just do the right thing. Lackluster at the weekend. Do the right thing and 
give Zach Mercer a call, get him in there. Excitement. But no. Um, so there's going to be changes and there'll be players that will, you know, hopefully Tom Pearson now gets to have a week off, go away to Ibiza, have fun, get loose. You've trained hard. You've made your first international appearance, got your first cap. But I've got a feeling that there'll be two or three of them that will end up in the squad eventually. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, we can go inside the England camp now. We're joined by Test Front Row, Will Stewart. How are you, mate? Yeah, all good, thanks. Yourself? We're good, mate. We're good. Good to see you again. I remember you from the glory days of the Wasps Academy. <laughs> we won't go into those stories. But, mate, great beard game, great hair game. First and foremost, congrats on being selected into the squad. I know you've come back from that horrific elbow injury. Um, how hard has it been to get to this point now and, and obviously get back to fitness and get in the squad and training and all that stuff over the last few weeks? Um, yeah, no, I've had I've had a bit of a mixed year with with injury. Just I had a knee um, like PCL at the beginning of the year, and then um, elbow in the autumn. So haven't really strung too much too much rugby together this year. So kind of getting back fit towards the end of the year, playing some games, and then um, coming to the the wider squad and pushing here has been yeah, it's been tough, but it's been good. Mate, it's class to hear that you you're fit and raring to go. How's it been as a player in the squad? I say that me and Goody have been in and around squads before during the World Cup pick. They're not picked. Quite stressful. Like, how's it been for you personally? To be honest, for me, it was. Uh, I didn't really think about. Um, I was thinking about any of that. Just, I was just trying to get back in. It was my first time with this set of coaches. I, I had like a week in camp in the Six Nations when I was back back fit. So I was just kind of, as preseason is, you know, you're kind of trying to get through a day at a time. Really, just like struggling through what bikes rather than thinking about the next uh, the next <laughs> weeks ahead. Did I not teach you to hide during preseason? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've 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 tried to deploy some tactics to get out of a couple of a uh, couple of off feet sessions, but unfortunately, I think Al has got my number. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but that's the thing, though. Look, Steve's said actually he's been very clear with the players about where you all stand and selection, all this stuff. I mean, obviously, the announcements made today, you're all properly told yesterday. Um, but Joe Hayes leaving the squad relatively early on, a few weeks back. Did you have security knowing that? You know, of the nine front rowers that have been picked, there's three tighters in the squad for the last few weeks, right? And there's three loose heads that you kind of felt that you were going to be in it, but you still need to work as hard as possible to secure it. Um, well, obviously, I know that there's what's 33 in this squad, so it's a couple more than the um, than uh, 2019. But obviously, they took two tight heads to the last last World Cup, so I never wanted to sit and um, just like expect anything to happen or think I and, and for me as well obviously it's a massive honour game getting picked but I don't want to just be in the squad I want to push on and play and, and start and be involved in big games so yeah it wasn't about like like I, I didn't think about that at all to be honest mm. and how's training been everyone talks about pre-season that it's absolutely crazy I know it's a lot more kind of scientific now but 
you're hearing who's getting waterboarded again the welsh lads yeah obviously i mean it worked they looked in great shape at the weekend but how's it been what bike's your friend what bike has saved goody's life but give us an idea of <laughs> what training is like is it enjoyable is it games related is it just getting absolutely fucking beasted every day it's been yeah it's been tough but it's been it's been like it's been very like specific forwards your um you'll run through the mill a little bit more Good. i think a, a few of us a few of us were um of the first few weeks we'll get like just looking at the back schedule shaking our heads but we've kind of just come to terms with that reality now so it's fine difference between donkeys and skillful players <laughs> mate that's what it is no, someone there. someone did put it that way to me uh, like a, about six months ago saying you're paid to work hard they're paid to be talented i was like oh, yeah, well, <laughs> that makes sense fair enough no it's been it's been tough the preseason is always tough but this is my first experience of a World Cup preseason, and um, yeah, it's, it's everything it's made out to be. Now uh, we know that front rowers don't really leave each other's sides very often in teams that we've been involved. You all hang out. How fucking grumpy's Coley been over preseason? <laughs> like he's a proper grumpy old mate. He's a great bloke, and we say that as well. You've got to think four or five years ago, I said that Coley was past it, and now he's going to the <laughs> World Cup. So he's not happy with me, even though I grew up with him at Leicester. How has he been? Yeah, he's been, he's been, he's been class. Yeah, was the first time I met him properly was yeah in this in the sort of I had a, a week with him in the Six Nations. Um, but no, he's he's very dry. He's, he's a he's a funny man. Yeah, and how is all that then? Like the environment is. I imagine both was like at Leicester. You hear that stuff with there. There are different characters. You mentioned kind of Joe Marler, some of the young lads coming in. You've got guys that are a lot more serious, like Faz. How is it all like in terms of them dynamics? Are you allowed to have a a a decent old crack? Uh, Yeah, it's been it's been good. We had a we had a bit of a blowout at the end of Verona um, at the end of a tough week. Um, that was good fun. That was um, yeah. I don't really remember how that ended, to be honest. But it was, uh, it was yes, that a boy, Verona. They say that a boy. But uh, no, the dynamic, the dynamics, good. There's obviously like group to kind of groups of lads who know each other better. But um, it's the most amount of time you spend. I think this is week. This would be week nine. Week nine for me now. I would. This would be kind of the end of a Six Nations campaign, which should be the longest, longest stretch. So. Um, yeah, you kind of it's uh, a lot of force bonding. Um, you have to you have to get you have to kind of get on with the people and um, get close to everyone. But you, yeah, working hard, I think, does that. Uh, we've seen a bit of the O2 Inside Line series. Um, some of the guys are quite good characters. There's a lot of cricket going on. Um, I've seen you put your hand to a bit of cricket as well. Uh, who are the jokers in the group that are leading the charge on the social front? Who are the best cricketers. Elliot Daly's got to be up there, although he got embarrassed the other day, didn't he? Yeah, no, he, he is good. To us, I haven't seen many other than our, we we had a pretty much a T Twenty game against each other at the beginning of uh, beginning of the um, preseason. Um, I haven't seen many of the backs play because we're just kind of our timings are different. So forwards wise. Jinx, uh, Jamie Jordan is pretty good. He's pretty handy, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um, Loves it. I'm trying to think who's the worst. I mean, I'd probably put myself quite high up on that list. <laughs> Good honesty. Um, very back foot with a bat and uh, terrible with the ball. So, Mate, Marrow was never that good at cricket when we played. Like, I bowled him out a few times. And what? I could, yeah, I know. And I, had to, I bowled underarm as well. Like, I couldn't even go back of arm. Also, a question I think the younger demographic will like, and it's a question that's well asked about how much you eat. But... Look, this is a topical thing because Goody's lost two stone in weight. I'm trying to put on a bit of mass. Two and a half stone, James. Sorry, two and a half stone. I do beg your pardon. But just like we're in your position, right, where you've got to be big, powerful, but you've got a tournament that's going to be so intense. Nutrition's key. Like, do you know how much you're eating or are you just eating whatever's put in front of you or not allowed to eat, as it were? I was, uh, I had uh, in the in off season, I was I was given an, in no uncertain terms a, a uh, basically sent, sent, uh, sent meals. So I was, uh, I was on, I was on lettuce. <laughs> and carrots for, for five weeks 
Um, I think they were worried I was going to turn up, uh, turn up in some heinous shape. But I have to, yeah, I have to eat quite a bit, especially like in in here. The amount of training, like you have to, yeah, keep on top of it. I actually like, I I used to, I used to like not find not find it difficult at all to like keep weight on or put weight on. But like when you're, yeah, when you're flogging yourself, it's it's uh, especially when you're eating like with the nutritionist here, eating pretty clean. You have to you eat a lot of it. Do they say what numbers or not? Do, do they give you kind of like calorie count or not? Is it literally just eating and eating? Um, it's not so much calorie count. Um, it'll be more done on my like weight fl- my weight fluctuation. I just need to like if if I'm if I've gone up a bit uh, from where they want, then obviously tailor down. But um, if not, keep uh, eating as much as possible. Yeah, I'm on fifteen hundred calories a day, James. So, uh, fifteen hundred. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen hundred. Yeah, I'm fucking starving. <laughs> I know. Of jelly babies. So that's a lot. That's a large. That's a large Domino's, isn't it? It is a large Domino's, yeah, yeah, and that's all I eat for the day. I love how the bigger lads know, like, as in what calories are <laughs> exactly. in which. You've had a few speakers come in, haven't you, mm-hmm. over the, the the last few months talking to the lads? Um, some interesting stories, some little snippets to pick up on. Yeah, it's been um, obviously we had Southgate and um, uh, Vincent Company come in. They were like, um, it was very, they were very different with how they how they. Um, because uh, they both well, Sabi did more of a Q and A and more of an informal informal kind of chat. Um, but companies was just from like an outside perspective because he just, he presented basically a team meeting that he he presented to his lads after a um, after a preseason game. So it was just cool getting them inside, like well, as kind of a football fan, like seeing stuff they go through in meetings and seeing what they're like, seeing the, the crossover. Obviously, like the tactical stuff's like completely different, but um, yeah. that was cool. Did Southgate have his waistcoat on or not? He uh, and he had a nice little uh, long sleeve polo number on, I think. Oh, smart. yeah, he does. Yeah. That's where Borthers got it from at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought Borthers looked sharp. He did look sharp at the weekend. Man yeah. about wearing black stuff. What's been said about the weekend? Then, obviously, I know it's the squad announcement today and all that stuff, but it was obviously a disappointing result in the end. Um, much to worry about or panic about, or is it a process that we're going through? Um, obviously, well, we, we came back in. Um, Came back in. We're talking now for the squad announcements. The board. We're back in, sort of back to the Lensbury for a full training day, and we've got our meetings and stuff to, to debrief and go through everything properly. Um, so um, it's yeah, we haven't really gone through it massively yet, but I'm, I think I think we'll yeah, we'll get we'll get stuck into that later on this afternoon. But yeah, it was it was disappointing. And how did it feel out there? I, always tough against Wales, and again, look, speaking frankly, mate, it's it is a warm up game. Like I know they are test matches, and the momentum needs to gather. But collectively, as a group, how did it feel? Yeah, it was pretty deflating. I think obviously the our whole thing was obviously there was a few lads who um, it was a it was kind of a, it was a big chance start test games, um, and it was a first chance for in this kind of the World Cup period to to start for England, and and it was kind of our chance as, as said the first lads to go out and put the shirt on. So everyone was um, yeah, it was it was disappointing, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of. I think obviously there was selection looming as well. It was a uh, yeah, not not the best hotel um, hotel environment. Afterwards, everyone was straight to bed, kind of uh, kind of uh, trying to trying to not think about it. But yeah, it was disappointing. Messages to England fans because obviously the excitement's going to start to build now. Hopefully, we get a victory this weekend. Um, everyone's looking at England, saying the group selection and and the draw has been relatively kind. I know that's not something that you'll be thinking about, but. The crescendo is going to build, isn't it? You know, to a crescendo for England fans heading over there. Any messages for the England fans? I was, I was just like kind of reflecting on it today, just like that. Um, my like biggest memories, like as a kid, were watching rugby world cups and at, like how much, how much I'd get excited for them coming up, and how much I'd like 
just always yeah always would look forward to that coming on every four years so if we can bring foot like bring as much of this excitement as that for like us as players um and deliver better performance than on the weekend and get everyone behind it and yeah have the same effect on on young lads like I was at the time um that's that's our main job really um to win a world cup and like inspire people and get everyone get the country behind it and you see see with with football how much yeah you've seen over the last few years how much people have been behind them and they started to get more and more successful and that's something that um yeah would be massive for us that a boy we're gonna yeah, win it awesome. we're gonna win it we're gonna win it and my advice is not that you're asking for it or you want it but enjoy it mate like france a wicked country <clears> and again one of the, my biggest regrets was not enjoying it i just took it so fucking serious. you might not have thought i took it seriously but I did. <laughs> uh, but enjoy it mate mate it's uh, it's the time of your life i know i know it feels stressful i feel like i'm giving you advice or not but <laughs> You're on a, cl- a class opportunity. I think you lads are going to go really well. Yeah. We went through the squad earlier. Who, who you've got to to pick from and, and play with and choose from? It's going to be class. Mate. Congrats, mate! Oh, awesome. Cheers thanks to see you in the squad. That's what I meant. I meant congrats. That's <laughs> yeah. what I meant. <laughs> cheers, well. Thanks, cheers, Will. thank you. Top, Top lad. Yeah. Spoke very well. He is. Mate, it's a hard interview that though, isn't it? You, the squad's just been picked. He's buzzing. So he was an academy kid at Wasps when I was there. Um, good youngster coming through, and I've watched his progress. I'm so chuffed for him. Because obviously there's Joe Hayes that could have gone there as well as the as a, another course. tight head. Obviously Coley's in the mix, Sinclair. Um, that's massive, you know. And to see a lad that's come through Wasser, obviously he's gone down to Bath, and Bath have added to him. But to come back from the injuries, that elbow. Do you remember his elbow? Mm. Dislocated elbow. How are you? Not great. And when you're a scrummager, you think about rehabbing that when you've got to have the grips that you've got to have for scrummager. I'm so pleased for him. Such a lovely kid. Mm. Um, hell of a hairdo on him as well. He's gonna go well. Yes, good to have him. You were at Edinburgh in the weekend, weren't you? I was. I was as a casual fan hosting the Scottish Business Club. The Scottish I Business Club. It needs a better name than that. The Jim Hamilton. Well, it was Scottish the Cameron Bi- House, but they've changed it. I don't know. Call why. it the Jim Hamilton Scottish Maybe. Club. Maybe that's what we can do. Maybe Jim Hamilton Scotland do. Club. I'm going to be ballsy about what I do. And next time when we win the World Cup, and then I'm going to bring that in. <laughs> uh, Half time. What, what 21 3 down. Right. I'm sitting against in the, stands. the kids. I'm sitting in the stand, right? And I'm sat next to the great Kenny Logan. What a legend he yeah, is, by the way. Top boy. And yeah. Abdel Benazi. Oh, my old teammate. Yes, actually. From, from the Saracens days. Yeah, from hello. Saracens. He hello. used to come and go, hello, Abdel, how yeah, are you? Lovely bloke. So, French bloke. legend, history in Rugby World Cup. So, I'm sat there with them three, just three greats of the game, just watching it. I, I So, Scotland's team comes out. We fully loaded. Finn Russell is captain. The France team. Hey, what a turnaround out. with that. Well, that's... Gregor, fair play to him. Yeah, Finn's had a kid apparently serious now. Yeah. He only goes out and has four or five days. <laughs> he, he doesn't do 45. Still got his Louis Vuitton on. Yes, Louis Vuitton. Jog- Who goes out and jogging mom? Finn Russell. <laughs> and he can. he can. Yeah, they, they don't look like our normal, like, jobby catchers, as they call them, the grey ones with piss stains and coffee stains <laughs> and ravioli stains. Like They're like these, I don't know, like silky... Louis Vuitton. Fit. Yeah, Louis Vuitton, whatever they are, Louis Vuitton. But... Scotland team very good, yeah. fully loaded. Mm. Like that's probably as close to the team as we're going to get from a Test match point of view. France's team gets announced and it's mixed. All right, be it with names in that squad. Bruce Dolan, Doolin, how do you say? Bruce Dolan. Yeah, Bruce Dolan. Bruce Dolan. Bruce Dillon. Bruce so, Dillon. We have Bruce Dillon. Not God Bruce. Goody. Bruce. Right, we have Bruce Dillon <laughs> at 15 for France. Yeah, Champions Cup winner. As well, but there's some names that people would recognise. Molfana as well, who was very good. De Mortier yeah. on the wing. 
Leon Winger that everyone's talking about, Jalibert, Cameron Wookie, who's just come back from long-term injury, yeah. Makalu as well. So good players. Yeah. Paul Willemsor on the bench, Baptiste Serin as well on the bench. So Not many first choices there. Okay, right. So not many Let's first choices. So I'm looking at thinking, and this is what I say before the game, we should be confident enough to say that we're going to beat France today. Not You ain't beating France comfortably, it just ain't happening, just how good they are at the minute. But from a Scotland perspective, to have the confidence to say, right, we've got France at home, we've got France away next week, then we've got Georgia, who we should beat. We put 50 points on them last time we played them at Murrayfield. But this is the one, because France are going to go fully loaded next week. And this week. is your best team. It literally yeah, is, it your is. Best Yeah, it's team. our best team. So we've this is we're going to get the first look of it. They're going to rest players next week, I imagine, and go fully loaded against Georgia or half-loaded. WP now will literally be wrapped up in cotton wool. <laughs> and then we've got South Africa. 21-3 at halftime, but the snapshot was where I was. What are you thinking? It, well, I, I genuinely don't think it reflected the game. But France had scored a couple of good tries out in the, the wider channels. But again... The shape on Scotland was... That was it. Yeah. So when we're talking about, like, aesthetically, how does a team look? Scotland looked fucking fit. They look fit. They look strong. Finn looked great at 10. Duan van der Merwe, Darcy Graham looked brilliant. Blair Kinghorn looked great. Sione Tupelotto, huge. I'm just named the whole bat line. I should have just said the bat line. 21-3 down, though. But 21-3 down, you're thinking, oh, goodness me. But this, this is, is a different this, team. This is Scotland. This is Scotland. <laughs> I shouted down, Scotland. <laughs> and they all looked up and... You got in there at half-time, didn't well, you? Well, then Xander lost his head and got red-carded. Was, and... there, was there an arousing speech from you at half-time? Well, an, looked, an arousing they one. They looked up. Did they? Yeah, Finn looked up. You got the nod. Game the nod. Yeah. Yeah, game the nod. Need knew that we need to be fucking better. They've come out at halftime and you're thinking, gosh, they look better when they came out anyway. They, they had the iron brew at halftime. Well, Xander's had three bottles of it because then, <laughs> God, what, he's had a clear out. I didn't mention Buggery as well. How good is he, by the way? Yeah. Did a clear out on Buggery and madness. Yeah. Why has Buggery not gone off for a HIA? That's what I'm saying. I know, I know. Let's not get into that. And you're thinking, here we go. Batting down the hatches. Second no. time he's done it as well. You think back to Scotland, Wales. Wales. Yeah. Will he yes. miss some of the World Cup, do you think? I think he'll miss the first game against South Africa. And this comes down to strength and depth because a couple of things from the game. Ben White, poor lad. Bad? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's bad. Didn't look great. He's kept, he stayed on. Mm. And again, not being a doctor, but I'm good at diagnosis from Pisshead up to Dave. No, sorry, Pisshead PhD, Dave, yeah. PhD, I'll, yeah. I'll speak to PhD Dave and see what he thinks. It looks like it's his ankle. Cindersmosis. I don't know. The, by the way that he got hit, he got taken on a high shot. I love the way. I don't know much about it, but Cindersmosis. It looks like <laughs> it looked like a Cindersmosis <laughs> in his ankle. So six I, weeks. Well, again, like we know, we've had Cindersmosis mm. issues. So you talk about collateral damage. Mm. This is the hard thing, isn't it? Because now we've lost Xander and our Achilles heel. This is no disrespect to WP Nell or Javan Sebastian. This is me speaking frankly. Is at tight head. So we've got Xander Fagerson and WP now 63. He was good when he came on, yeah. but he literally, I'd have him on the what bike. He, like, mate, you ain't going out onto a training pitch. Like, you ain't. The fact that we came back off the back. Hell of a turnaround. It was right? great, but the, we, 14 down to 14 men. Down to 14 men, 21. I'm thinking, down. here we go, 50 points. Can't wait to see Jim on Monday. Mate, we're good. We are good now. Like, genuinely, we are. Fitness. We're a good team and we looked fit yeah. he looked strong Blair Kinghorn got man of the match I mentioned Darcy Graham doing Van der Merwe uh, Ewan Ashman at hooker going back to Blair Kinghorn and um, we talked about this I've always said he's an unbelievable fullback we've always um, said it yeah and then they tried to shoehorn him into fly half because obviously Hoggy was playing there he's now 
I mean, one of Scotland's best attacking threats. Uh, and we talked about last week, Darcy Graham scores again. Like Poacher's try as well, gets outside his winger on the kick through from the, the crossfield kick from Finn and by the finest of margins gets it. But world-class finisher. So Scotland, you know, just worry about Tonga boys. Adam Hastings missed out on the squad. He did, yeah. I saw him before the game. I think Ben Healy, for me, and you talk about like two or three tens, like Ben Healy in that first game, he's got a point of difference, which is, and Goody mentioned it last week, is the size of boot that he's got. So you think Finn will start. You've got Blair Kinghorn, who can cover. You need an out-and-out out You need an out-and-out out 10 who's fit. Like Adam's had a lot of injury problems over the last couple of years, but also his size of boot. So you think, I don't know, something happens in a tight game, you've got a penalty on halfway. Ben Healy has the, the ability to kick to the corner and put yep. five metres out. Like his boot is enormous. Yeah. So he's got like a super skill. I'm not saying that Adam hasn't. Adam's a, a lesser. This is no he's like Finn. He's like Finn. He's yeah. like, like a lesser version of Finn. Like still a very good player, but it just shows you the strength and depth that we got there. But can you not take three? Because you know, obviously England have gone down the route of Farrell, Ford, and Smith, mm. and he said, "I'm going to take three. Right. So surely there's an argument for Hastings and Healy, and you look across all the games this weekend. Obviously, you didn't see any of the frontline 10 starting. You know, Moanga was on the bench in New Zealand. You've got Finn. Oh, sorry, you did. Finn started. But then last week was Scotland's first game and they started Ben Healy. Wales started Costello. Bigger's on the bench. Farrell was in the stands. And then, you know, Bigger was rest on the bench, came on. So they're all looking for these next players. You can name all the, the first choice 10s pretty much, can't you? Mm. Uh, but it's all about who's next. You know, Ireland. Uh, Sexton's obviously banned, so Crowley plays. Uh, people are talking about Burn. I think you've got to take three. But the thing is with that, Blair can play ten. Mm. So you've got three tens. I don't rate for, yeah, 10. well, I know, but if someone gets injured, they could call yeah. Adam Hastings up. But this is the thing. So Blair. he's your first choice fullback. Yeah. And you've got to think workload over a World Cup. If he's your first choice fullback, which he is now, you don't want him playing against ten against Romania mm. because you rest him fit. No, because, you, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you would play a Ben Healy, for yeah. example. But then you've got other players in the squad that are really good, like Carl Stein, yeah. who isn't going to start ahead of Darcy my Graham bro. or... Carl Stein, my bro. But he can cover centre as well. Yeah. And then you've got Cameron Redpath, who yeah. came on and got the yeah. turnover at the weekend. I just want Hastings to go, because I like him. He's a good yeah, player. I do as great well. Teeth. But this is what I mean. This is where, in some positions now, we are really strong. But just in a snapshot of the game, France looked... Fucked in that second half. Like they really did. But in the first half, how good they look. They're young kids. And you can see they've won the under 20s for the last at least two tournaments. Well, Kenny made a really good point. So when you're looking at that French team, what is on the horizon for them? Like what is the carrot at the end of the donkey? It is a home World Cup. Yeah. A home World Cup where they're going in as first, second, third favourites. So... Regardless of what team they put out there, the desperation which they played with in that first half, the way yeah. that they were moving, the fizz that they were playing the with. The structure of their attack exactly. and Scotland's looked yeah. great. Yes. And I'm comparing it to what I saw down in Cardiff, which wasn't a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the French, they've got masses of talent. Uh, and so have Scotland. But, you know, you can just see the production line in France, Home World Cup. You know, some of those players, and second half, they were fucked. And actually, the fitness coach, Thibaut, who is, was my old fitness coach at Saracens, who played in the NFL for a bit. I'm going to message him and go, your boys don't look fit enough. <laughs> Tell Weenie Antonio that. But there's something in that with 
some teams are aiming to peak at different times in yep. the World Cup, aren't they? Because yep. someone like Scotland, you have to go in full noise right from game one. Correct. Yep. France, they do have New Zealand in their pool, but they're getting out of their pool. They're, they're, they're looking to peak later on. No, no, no. No, they want to peak. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll want to go. I know what you mean. So this, I know what you mean, but they will go full noise this weekend against Scotland. Oosh. And St. Etienne. You, That's what we were saying in the show. I'm, are we sending the shakes? Yeah. I imagine so. Oh, Poor lads. Here's your one. Here's your one shot. One shot to get into the squad. Show right. us what you got. It's oh, funny, isn't it? Like Wales went quite heavy. England sent the shags, and you'll see the the flip this week. I reckon England will go full noise, and Wales will send the shags. Scotland went. That's their first choice team. France sent the shags to Edinburgh, and they did really well until they blew a gasket in the second half. And now Scotland Shags are going to go and take 50. Uh. We're good now. Yeah, we are. But I think we could name our starting 15 apart from seven. It was a straight shootout from Rory Darge, Hamish Watson for me. In the starting team? In the starting team. Yeah, I think Rory Darge is that close. He was involved in that turnover at the end of the game as well, him and Cameron Redpath. Yeah. Goody, you mentioned before the 10s in each team and the, everyone's got their number one. Jack Crowley, you talked him up as potentially being the backup. Yeah, ahead of Ross Byrne for yep. Sexton. How how close is he? Did it's he really up? close. I, I think Ross Byrne still is ahead, and it'll. I tell you where it'll boil down to is when Ireland play England, not this weekend, the weekend after in Dublin. So I think Faz will go full noise for that, and that will be the decider to see who gets the shirt. And if it's if it's Byrne, I think Ross Byrne's earned the right to be the backup at the minute. But Crowley, we talked about in last season on the podcast, and how much he's come on. His control was was good at times, um, but with Sexton, Farrell has to take. I think he has to take three fly halves. Uh, so I think they both go, uh, and then it's a game of. There's not much difference in between them, but the fact that there's more Leinster players in the squad, Burns been there a bit longer, uh, or a lot longer actually than um, than Crowley has. But Crowley's putting his best foot forward. I think he'll be in the final squad. So actually, for for Ireland, guess where they are this week? Another holiday? Yeah, they're going back to Portugal. So interesting. Yeah. Because I follow a few of them on social media, how relaxed their build-up is compared to an England. Well, it'll ramp up in two weeks' time. I know. Because we're coming to town. But you you just see it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Mac Hansen's putting his best life out there. There seems to be... Sexton's on the beach last week. I know. A, A little bit less stress, it seems, it feels, from Ireland. Yeah. And, it, you know, I think that comes from, we spoke about last week, an environment that's comfortable, hardworking, best team in the world you've got there, an enjoyable environment that they want to go to and be part you've got of. To enjoy and it. that's how, what Faz, big Faz, Andy Faz, my mate, my holiday mate. I've got so many holiday friends now. You're, you're just loads of mates. Yeah, loads of mates. Um, got no that's, what, that's what he's created. I don't, when the Ireland squad does come out eventually, I don't think you're going to see too many surprises. I tell you, he's got the toughest job. And we're seeing... Squads come out now. The All Blacks put their squad out. No real surprises there, were there? None at all. England's the headliners around Slate. Who's got the toughest job? Is Neen Arbor and Rossi Mabru. Because how good is the depth in South Africa? So when you're picking a squad of 33, that's a tough, tough gig. But I think Faz has created this amazing culture within Irish rugby and a group that are all moving together nicely. And yes, they're going to be heavily reliant on Johnny Sexton when his ban ends and when he's fit. But those boys are on the piss in Portugal this week. I'm just gutted I'm not going I'm going back to Portugal, but not this week, otherwise I'll be with the lads, lads, lads of Ireland. 
Goody, you've been all over Eddie Jones, but he turned things around on the weekend, albeit against the Shags. Oh, the, oh, the arrogant right. Kiwi. Right, the arrogant Kiwi. Mate, come on the journey with us, mate. We're on it, Eddie. And it was a lot better. It was weird, actually. Don't what? talk to me if you don't know anything, but don't ask me those questions. You don't know anything about rugby, mate. Well, he's got a point. You, yeah. uh, that's They've got a thing. They, they've, they've got into him now. Like They've got under his skin, haven't they? Yeah. Like, as in, he's biting now big time. So the game, it was light when the game was on. So I couldn't work out. Because normally I'm used to seeing the blood is low at night in yeah. New Zealand. What was going on there? Because yeah, Afternoon game. Yeah, afternoon, it doesn't happen yeah. in NZ. Not really. No. I looked at the time. I'm like, what time's the game on? I'll it's a 12. Set me alarm. 3.30. Yeah. 3.30 in the morning. I don't be enough to get up at 3.30. And nor did I. I watched it in the morning. But. Tell you now, mate. Australia going to be all right. They're going to be all right. Carter Gordon look, looking good at 10. Think about the pressure that Carter Gordon would have been under. Eddie Jones backed sticking him. up for him, sticking up for him, backed him again. Never had a coach do that to me. That is the <laughs> biggest thing. Like genuinely. But he said tens need to play. Like yeah. He said that that is, they need to be exposed. That's yeah. what he said in his interview. Yeah. And it's amazing for Eddie to do that to a 10 and back him. He and does then that you, to his players. Andrew. He does. And he then does he gives back them, his players. Oh, Eddie, I'd have played for you. Um, but yeah, and he performed really well, I thought. Um, and they were like the All Blacks. I know it was the Shags, McKenzie at 10. And everyone goes, oh, how good is McKenzie? Moranga, the boy, and then Barrett. But, but like it was the Shags for New Zealand our four to pack, a point. Our four-pack was pretty yeah. much our first strength. Apart nah. from, well, it wasn't far off it. Still had like... Takiyaho can't throw in. We know that. What a name. Samasoni Takiyaho. Mate, Andy Rowe was talking him up a storm. Yeah. That forward performance from the Wallabies, oh. that I haven't seen anything like that yeah. for years. Yeah. It's and almost, they, st and they yeah. still lost. <laughs> and they still lost, yeah. But I, this is what I mean. Like, don't... I know I don't want to belittle the championship. I know we're on the summer series, they're calling it they are test matches. The championship is always unbelievable. I tweeted after, like, Australia are coming. I'm telling you now. They are. They've got to fly from Australia over to France. <laughs> they're coming over. Eddie, I'm coming with yeah. you, mate. They, they've got quality players and, and it, they've got history at the World Cup yeah, as well. The improvement on their performance from the last few weeks, they were shocking in South Africa, shocking against Argentina at home. Shocking last. No, they defended all right last week and then just went to pieces. This week, that was a proper performance. And this is where, right? All Brad Davis. Oh. I'm saying it's not Eddie. It was Brad Davis, my mate. Like as in and Neil Hatley. Yeah, New Zealand, South Africa can get to that level. Like they just turn it on. Yeah, they can turn that tap on straight away at that high level intensity. Scotland can't. Right, we mentioned them against Italy last week, and they did against France this week in terms of the physicality, the energy. Australia seemed to be a team that they need to tick through and then bang. Then they're on. Yeah. And that is why having the rugby championship for these teams leading into the World Cup is a worry for the yeah. Northern Hemisphere teams. They look so much, uh, like the game looks so much quicker, didn't yeah. it? And like, more powerful. I, yeah. But Australia's issue, tight head prop. Mm. We said it before about scrums and, you know, we've we talked about previous World Cups where South Africans have monstered scrums to end up winning it. They've lost their first choice to tight head props. But um, look at the pool. Yeah, scrummaging but, isn't going to be an issue. No, no, but then, well, Georgia. Excuse me. <laughs> How dare you? How fucking dare you? But that's the thing. Um, and you know what? They were they were really good at the weekend. They played that first. And I had to stop myself tweeting it because it's positive about Eddie, but I'm joking. That first half an hour, they were shit hot. Like winning collisions, accuracy. The All Blacks fell off a lot of tackles, but that's what happens when you play the Shags. Um, uh, and they were really good. Away from home, you know, it was a, a real reaction. 
but obviously the the fitness of the All Blacks came through. They bring some boys off the bench. What do you know about South Africa's goal kicking at the moment? Have they got an issue? Yeah, yeah, they have. Yes and no. They've never had an issue. Wow, yeah, especially at goal go kicking. back to the 2019 World Cup. Everyone was saying the same about Andre Pollard pre World Cup, and he had the jitters at times. Step up, big plums. That's um, what they do, don't they, South yeah. Africans? When yeah. it really matters, yeah. they and, just find a way. And Lebok, first half, he missed a few. He wasn't playing well. And it's real chalk and cheese how everyone expects a South African team to play. And they will play that way, the South African way. And then you've got Lebok at 10. And the Stormers, John Dobson, friend of the show, how they play. And you've got a 10 that plays that way for the Stormers. But maybe the South African way is a bit different. Second half, they look sharp, you know. Ma Pimpy, he scores. They are coming. They're big players. Yeah. They also coming to the World Cup. They, they're coming. They're there. They're there. World champions. They're already qualified. They're they're there, already qualified. They are there, and they are front runners in what's a tough group. But I think Scotland beat them game one. So who knows? Dreaming. Uh, but it's a tough job for Ninaba and uh, Razi Mayabru. I love Razi to pick that squad because there's so much talent there. You know, Dupree plays really well at the weekend, and. Will he make the squad? This I? is what I mean. You like if you were to name the South Africa team with the quality of players that they've got, it's frightening. Yeah, like it, it really is. is. And the ones that are coming back, like you mentioned, Mazola Mapimpi, not really done a huge amount. And this was talking about because he was that good. Didn't need and, to. But didn't need to. Like it's a World Cup cycle. Cheslin Colby's back. Um, yeah. The Kanyam as well. The old offload out the back door. Yeah. Like these players are coming. Good. They winning it. I ain't talking about that. Man. <laughs> okay. I just want to build the story. I'm just trying to enjoy my rugby at the minute. But uh, you, we go back to the fly half debate. Andre Pollard's going to be their World Cup fly half if he's fit as the first choice in the big games. Mine Lebok off the bench. I think he's a superstar. But when you play the way he plays, there are going to be errors and people go the goal kicking. But he's a hell of a goal kicker as well. Um, and he's a brilliant option for them to have off the bench, I think, at 10. Right, should we finish things off then with the good, the bad and the ugly? Yes, let's. Uh, we're going to start off with a couple of centurions. Uh, Augustin Crevy was the first Argentinian to reach 100 caps. Yes, they lost at the weekend, but hell of an achievement. How from crazy him. is that, that no Argentinian players reached 100? Well, you think about it, until the rugby championship, they don't play that many games yes, over true. history. Yes. Yeah, they played the World Cup, some friendlies, but they didn't ever play true. that many games. You look at how many games are played in the Northern Hemisphere and obviously New Zealand and Australia. Uh, historically South Africa played a lot uh, but the Argentinians they're new to the competition mm -hmm. in real terms so yeah massive shout out to Augustin Creevy uh, Lee Halfpenny as well 100 caps for Wales hell of a career still going he's pretty emotional in the interview we did afterwards on Prime Sport um, with his kid I think he was trying to keep his kids quiet which is always difficult it's always know. emotional that, yeah. you want to take your kids but then you're like oh please um, so yeah massive shout out to Lee Halfpenny he's been a absolute legend for Wales over the years 100th cap um, absolutely outstanding. Caelan Doris, me old Doris. Uh, 12 carries, 11 tackles, two breakdown steals and two tries in Ireland's win over Italy. So big shout out to Caelan, me old Doris, friend of the show. His agent's a great boy as well, isn't he? I, I'm well, still he's, not his, he's not he's his not. agent. He says he's his agent. He just, just knows loose. Yeah, yeah, he's just loose. So shout out to Caelan, me old Doris. Um, but the good this week goes to a man and a country that Jim has bagged. You haven't bagged the man, but you bagged the country. Uh, and it's going to go to Jack Morgan and Wales. His first appearance as skipper of Wales and myself and Sam Wolverton and Jim Hamilton, we've chewed the fat. And I used to chew more fat than others mm. before you say it, Jim. About Jack Morgan, he is a the test match deal. animal. The real deal. 
Wales is captain. Just give him the skipper armband for the whole World Cup now. 25 tackles, 10 carries, six defenders beaten, a try assist, an absolute waboomer on Tom Pearson. He was captain fantastic. Uh, so Jack Morgan, Warren Gatland and Wales, you get the goo this week because Jim said you were so bad and fucked. You proved him wrong. The bad, few bits of bad. We're going to start off with Japan. They were so good at the 2019 World Cup in their own backyard and their own World Cup. But they've gone downhill. They lost 35-12 to Fiji at the weekend. Look a shadow of their former selves that did really well in 2019. But losing at home in Tokyo to Fiji. Fiji looked good, actually. We'll give them a shout out in the good. Um, they're going to dust up the Aussies and Wales. But Japan, this is about the bad. Not good for them. Thank God they're looking bad because that's our second game in the World Cup. And if we lose to Argentina in the first game, hopefully we won't. That'll be a knockout game itself. So Japan get a shout out in the bad. Tommaso, Menoncello, Marco Riccioni, Ben White, Jack Conan, Jimmy O'Brien, Craig Kelsey and more. They're all going to get the bad this week for unfortunate injuries. Lots of injuries mm. over the weekend. Uh, we wish them all well, but the bad news is around terrible time to get oh, injured just for a World Cup so thoughts with them all but that is the bad news for this weekend around injuries in the build up to the World Cup uh, but the bad this week can only go to one place I was in Cardiff it's got to go to England's performance I'm sorry I'm English Borthers and his tactics weren't great the performance the handling errors I'm more English than you these days no I'm just being honest mate okay and then the ugly, two bits of ugly. Uh, Lapis Labashane got sent off for going high on Villamoni Botitu in Japan's loss to Fiji. But the ugly this week goes, unfortunately, to a Scot. It's and not to, unfortunate. You don't say unfortunately. Well, it's, it's unfortunate. because It's unfortunate for him. For Scotland, it's unfortunate. Oh, wow, he's going to get yes. banned. He's probably going to get six weeks. No mitigation because he's had it before. He might get a six-week ban, boys. Uh, Xander Fagerson. Uh, he did a similar thing against Wales a couple of years ago. Got sent off, shoulder to the head of Boogie. Why didn't Boogie Boogie eat whatever you call him? Sam Bestie Boogie eats. He eats his boogers. Do you get it? I get it. Yeah, because um, Boogie eats. Why didn't he get off for a HIA? You talk about all this stuff around concussion sport. Um, players are going to keep grabbing their heads and faces if they get banged there in a ruck. But Xander Ferguson, you get the ugly this week for your charging into a ruck recklessly and upright and causing significant power to the face and head of Pierre Bourguerite. Thanks, Goody. And you guys have got some shout-outs to finish off with, don't you? Yeah, a big shout-out to Chris Jubb and all the pupils at Wallace High School in Stirling, Scotland. Uh, Chris is a PE teacher and rugby coach to seven teams, and he is completing a solo attempt at 24 workouts in 24 hours to raise money for the school so they can buy kit and equipment to play rugby. If you want to help him out, just head to justgiving.com and search for Chris Job. 24 workouts in 24 hours. Wow. If it's press-ups, good luck on your knees. I've got another shout-out as well, and it's for a good mate of mine, Dan Murphy, former Gloucester skin. But in six weeks' time, there's a group of older Overweight individuals, this is what Murph sent me. So I'm just reading it word for word. They'll be riding 400 miles from Ipswich to Malrose uh, to raise funds for much-needed awareness around motor neuros disease. The all-four M&D group have been working for over a year now, organising and promoting the challenge. And now they've got the tough bit left, which is the ride. 400 miles, I know, did 350 miles in three days. Not easy. Their target is to raise £400,000 in support of the Doddy Weir Foundation and 4Ed campaign. So naturally, 
We're giving it a shout out and we're giving it a big push. You go to all four, the number four, mnd.co.uk and you can find out how you can help Dan and the team out to raise some money to find a cure, raise awareness for this awful disease, which is MND. Yeah, massive shout out to Dan and the lads. And finally, a massive shout out from Will Mitchell to his best mate of 20 years and the best man at his upcoming wedding, Tom. Uh, between two cancellations of their big day due to COVID, stag do's over Zoom. Who has a stag do over Zoom, lads? Just get to the Benidorm and traveling over to the UK from Shanghai. Get to Shanghai for a stag do. We'll come, Shanghai. won't we, Jim? No, not I ain't having a sh- <laughs> Get your arms cut off. Uh, he's been a class best man. <laughs> his arms cut off throughout. So uh, a big hand to Tom. And you no know, one wants to go to the wedding. Just get a better stag do, boys. Yeah, absolutely. I Good wish luck. my stag do was on Zoom. Oh, gosh. You're stacked in. Yeah, I do as well. Weird Kiwis. You had a seizure. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Goody. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Producer Rob. And thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube and make sure that you've subscribed on Spotify. Rugby Spod. Spotted Bod, Pod, 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 Pod.